We hold these truths to be self-evident. For enemies dare to strike us, they and all who have aided them will face fearful consequences. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The eyes of the world are upon you. You will bring about the destruction of the German war machine. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Welcome over here to Speak the Truth. This is episode 24. It is Thursday. I hope you guys are having a fantastic or have had you hope you've had a fantastic week. We're past Wednesday. Everybody's kind of pretty much ready for the week, and I do know this. As you guys can tell, we're actually we're in a different spot as my normal place. We're still we're still on the road. I still have another couple days of this tournament left. You guys will see this background here for another day or so, then we're gonna go back over to the house and back to my nice my office we have set up. We did we did get some good news though. You guys know that we had uh stated that some there was a YouTube channel that was taking all the Spotify, uh ripping all these podcasts off. He's throwing them on their their channel. Uh YouTube actually did something for once and they they, they removed that channel and we were able to actually keep it. So if you go on to YouTube now you can type in speak the truth and it's actually mine now. Everybody was going on there and they were subbing to this person's channel and it wasn't even mine. So if you go on to YouTube right now, please go ahead and do me a favor and just go search Speak the Truth and go sub to the channel that's mine. There's a little red icon, and it's me sitting next to a sign. That's me. So now now we have an, now, we're, now we're there. Now you can find me. It's actually searchable. So if you're listening on Spotify and whatnot, please go over there and sub if you want to see sweet succulent things like myself. So we're going to kick this thing off. If you guys did not know, China and Taliban both send warnings out to the United States uh, as, as of just recently, as of today. So, with that being said, we're going to kick right into it, and it's the Taliban. Oh my gosh, if you guys did not know, they have sacred airspace. That is right. Today, they warned the U.S. against flying drones over their sacred airspace. And they, they said if we do not do this, there's going to be negative consequences. Negative consequences from the Taliban. When two weeks ago, they were asking us for money. Now they're saying, hey, you know what? Stay out of our airspace. Don't, don't spy on us. We don't want to let you guys know what we're doing. It's not that. That ain't it. Okay. Right, yeah, that's not going to happen. We're always going to fly over it. We're going to not. We, we have to know what's going on. We have no boots on the ground. It's going to happen. So I want to say this right now. This is kind of strange. So the Taliban has a spokesperson. They have their own Twitter account, but the the previous president doesn't have a Twitter account because he he makes mean tweets. And the people who are cutting off others' heads or hanging them in the streets for people to view, they have it. It's okay for them to have one. Isn't that kind of strange? A little weird, right? I don't really understand that. But they go on to Twitter and they say, we recently saw the United States violating all international rights, laws, and commitments made to the Taliban. As Afghanistan's sacred airspace is being invaded by U.S. drones. What in the world are they talking about? We've had drones there since drones have pretty much been a thing. They, they go on to state that we call on all countries, especially the United States, to treat Afghanistan in light of international rights, laws, and commitments in order to prevent any negative consequences so you're telling me right now the taliban's literally coming out in there openly threatening the united states along with every other country that if we do not listen to them and abide by whatever bullshit law that they're trying to throw on us that saying that they have sacred fucking airspace that they're going to give us some negative co- they're going to come and attack us okay so you need humanitarian aid you need money from us oh okay but you're going to attack us if we don't yeah eat a fucking eat a, eat a dick that's pretty much it right so john kirby came out he's a uh, part of the press secretary uh, for the United States, he said that uh, the United- U.S. retains all necessary authorities to execute over-the-horizon counterterrorism operations. So basically just saying, since we have no boot on the ground, it's going to happen. 
I mean, that's pretty much it. Without speaking to specific rules of engagement surrounding airstrikes, there is currently no requirement to clear airspace with the Taliban. Yeah, the, the Taliban, they, they really think we're going to clear airspace before we go drop? No. Because they're the ones that we're literally, if we're going to drop ordnance, it's going to be on them. Or Al-Qaeda. Well, I would be like, hey, yo, all right, Taliban, we, we've got a, we got a drone coming in. Uh, it's just over Helmand Province right now. Yeah, it's about to hit over some whole little town. Are you, you okay? You okay with this dump, dumping a, a bomb on, on you? <laughs> I mean, what? Oh, man. Which is also kind of goofy because at the same time, uh, you have China. China came out and they also wanted to to let us know that it's not good for us to be doing the same thing. China's, they're, I'm telling you guys right now, they're, they're, they've, they've, they've chosen their side and they're definitely 100%. It's kind of weird how all the sheds in the world kind of like, they, they're kind of like a magnet. They all get sucked together. You know, they're always just like, oh, let's all be turds together and they just kind of like get sucked in like a vacuum you know what i mean china comes out china voiced their opposition wednesday to the u.s drone operation in afghanistan airspace yes they had to oppose it the u.s should earnestly respect afghanistan's sovereignty independence and, and, and territorial integrity that's literally what the foreign ministry uh of china whatever it doesn't really matter of uh, that's what they said they said we have to come out and, and respect we have to respect the talent we have to respect terrorists you china we're not gonna respect them are you kidding me what they go on to say that more importantly the u.s should stop habitually opposing wanton i don't really know what that means what is wanton military intervention enforcing its will on others i didn't actually look what what wanton because to me wanton is a fucking soup i promise you like most people listening have no idea what the wanton what all right, backtrack. I didn't know that wonton meant this. Why would this be named after a soup? So it's probably not spelled the same, but it's, it's said the same. Wonton is cruel or violent action, deliberate and unprovoked. I'm going to type in wonton soup. How do you spell that? One. Yeah, it's spelled differently. One's with an A, one's with an O. All right, well, there you go. Lesson learned. There's a wonton military. It does not mean soup military. It means cruel intentions or whatever. Did not know that. Had no idea. Learned something right here live with you guys. I'm sure some of you guys did too. I didn't, didn't know that. Yeah, they, they, they think that we're going to be going in and repeatedly uh, putting people in, in tragedy and plunging people into misery and suffering is, is what, what they go. I don't know how. I mean, yes, drone strikes will put some people in misery and suffering. For the most part, unless you're the Biden administration, we used to just use drones to, to kill bad people. But here recently, we've been using them to accidentally kill innocent civilians and children but usually they're just killed to killed actual terrorists but yeah with that being said china and afghanistan uh well not afghanistan but the taliban they they pretty much are just in cohorts they love each other can't wait to see where that relationship goes that one should get really interesting over time once uh, the taliban fig- figures out that i don't know if you guys know this uh but china puts people into their version of a concentration camp like i think i've said it before it's uh what are they called? Re-education camps. And they're mainly for Islamic uh, people who don't believe in like communism and stuff like that. They go in and re-educate them. So wait till the Taliban finds out about that. I mean, they just have to get some internet. They'll, they'll figure it out. So I, I am going to apologize at the gate. If this one seems a little shorter than normal, I'm on a pretty hectic time crunch. And there wasn't a lot of good stuff out there. I found the most juiciest, sexiest stuff to tell y'all. And this one right here. A New York Uber driver. Yes. A New York Uber driver has made it into this podcast. Apparently, they decided to 
try to join the Taliban. This, this, why, is it, why do we keep finding stuff about the Taliban? But an Uber driver is on trial right now for planning to travel to Afghanistan to kill U.S. citizens. There, and he was on his way to complete his mission when he was arrested in New York's John F. Kennedy Airport. I have no idea how the FBI finds these people. I give them so much credit. Like, I wonder how many attacks in America they always are stopping, and no one even knows about it. Like, no one in the news is, is talking about this. I don't even know where I found this. Oh, this is on the Washington Post. This is on the Washington Post. And it wasn't like a mainline article or anything. It was literally just, I was scrolling through, like, finding random stuff, and I find this, and I'm like, oh, my God, let's, let's click on this one. So this gentleman was expecting to fly to Thailand on his first stop of his journey to, to a conflict zone in, in Thailand. I don't know if you guys know, a lot of stuff actually happens over there with terrorism. In those those islands, not just Taiwan, or not, not excuse me, not just Thailand, but a lot of those those islands over there actually have a lot of issues. But his his own intentions when he got over there, he was actually planning to help the Taliban murder Americans in Thailand. But he's actually from the Bronx. If you guys do not know, he allegedly spent about a year plotting his trip. In that time, he studied literature of Al Qaeda, the Islamic terrorist group founded by Osama bin Laden, as we do all know. And the literature included bomb making instructions and a guide on pursuing jihad. I want to know what kind of sane person in America is on their computer typing how to make a bomb and not thinking like if this this person right here, his name is Hassan, if 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 he's being caught. Like who, who who would think? That, I mean, the other thing is, if if you just hop on a VPN, are they able to find you? Sponsored by, <laughs> yeah, sponsored by. We don't have sponsors, but there would be a good VPN plug. <laughs> uh, he planned to actually attack a military facility in the Bronx and decided against it, believing he could kill only one or two Americans there. See this by reading that right there, it just tells you how deep. The FBI is in fight. I wonder how big. I always want to walk in to the facility. I wonder if it's just this huge, just like, I wonder if it's like 10,000 people or 1,000 people or 100 people working or it's a computer. I, I really, I don't know. So there's our last piece when it comes to talking about uh, the Taliban for the night. I don't know why they always make this podcast. Maybe because me and them have a hate-hate relationship. Not a lot of love there. Just mainly just hate-hate. The only time I love them is when they get their absolute ass kicked by ISIS. And then I'm like, good job, ISIS. Now... That's the only time that I get along with ISIS, I guess. China. Oh, God. China's on the list. Man, it's been an interesting little night. I don't know if you guys realize this, but China's been boasting, throwing some shit in her face, trying to throw some shade. Trying to throw some shade. It's probably the best time for them to throw shade because right now America's in complete just disaster, but we got what's going on. This is probably the best time for them to look macho mighty when they're trying to cover up the only fact that they're having a major housing collapse and everything else is going pretty bad over there. That's fine. So... This is, uh, this is from a senior Chinese Air Force official. He's boasting this. Boasting they're, they're, they're the most mighty military on planet Earth. He goes on to say that America should fear China's growing military might. You know what, China? You know, I'm just going to pump my brakes. I'm going to say, okay. He goes on to say this. I can only say that if they're scared, let us meet in the sky. Oh, let us meet in the sky. Okay. The Chinese Navy is capable and confident to ensure national security and to defend its integrity as well as make a contribution to world peace. China is nothing more than an instigator. They're not world peace. We're the weird. The United States is currently the only one that's going around like trying to stamp out fires everywhere we go. And unless you're Joe Biden, then you decide to create a giant forest fire in all of Afghanistan. But other than that, we just go around. We just put out these fires. Just continually just do it. That's all we're doing. And there's China's like, you know what? I'm going to start poking the bear. That's all they've done. They haven't done anything, literally nothing for the world. 
except for pollute our waters tremendously and steal a ton of stuff from America. That's all they've done. But if you ever plan to visit China here, here in, the, in the near future, which I hope a lot of you guys do, uh, it's a great place. Lot of good food. I've never been there, but I've heard it's absolutely terrible. Uh, but if it's making it even worse, see, they're, they're building these 5,000 room quarantine centers for overseas arrivals. So if you decide to go there, they have these massive complexes, which you're seeing on the YouTube channel right now. Huge complex. 5,000. I mean, 5,000 rooms in this one area. It's in Beijing is doubling down on its COVID zero strategy. It says the latest example is they spent $260 million for a 5,000 room quarantine facility for incoming travelers. 5,000 rooms. To me, that's just crazy. I don't even know how many rooms are in a hotel, but 5,000 to me just seems astronomical. When you guys see that, it actually is, because when you guys see this picture of this, if you're on the YouTube channel, you see it, and it looks like a very small housing complex. Well, I'd say very small, but it's it looks like a housing complex or a huge, how about this, in a huge apartment complex, major apartment complex. The massive complex, here you go, here's a good idea for you guys. It spans over 46 football fields. So there you go. There's your idea of how many rooms are inside of this place or how many buildings. And it took them less than three months to be built from scratch. It took them three months. Three months to build this thing. Wow. It says that travelers will be transferred on buses directly from the airport, confined to their rooms for at least two weeks. Each room is video. This is crazy, by the way. This, this is when it gets kind of wild. Each room is fitted with a video check camera and an artificial intelligence-powered thermometer with three meals a day delivered by robots. Holy sh**. We have entered the Jetsons, ladies and gentlemen. This thing, your meals are being delivered by robots. You're stuck in a fucking room by yourself. Video teleconferencing with people. That's all you get for three weeks. Or excuse me, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Wow. Two weeks, you're isolated in a room. If you plan to go to China, which I'm sure a lot of you guys who are listening to this have, I mean, I want to go see the Great Wall. That's all I really care about. I might go in there for like a day or two, but I, mean, I don't want to spend two weeks there. But if you guys did not know, China vows to uh, win a war once there is a war. I, I don't think you guys realize this. There's a lot of stuff going on within the world that no one is even speaking of. So China has vowed to definitely win once there is a war uh, with the U.S. after accusing the U.S. of seriously violating the country's sovereignty and security. Like, if a country is coming out and saying that they, they guarantee they're going to win a war, is that not them saying, you know, we're ready to fuck, hit hit us in the face one time. I'm like, I'm like, okay, what do you want me to hit you with? My hand? A bat? You want me to flop my on you? Because I will. I'll do it, China. Uh, an editorial for the Communist Party-controlled Global Times noted that only by making the U.S. have a taste of its own medicine can we touch the nerves of the U.S. and its allies. What nerves are you trying to touch? You've already, you've already made everybody here in America, like, kind of somewhat irritated. Other than the NBA and all the guys over there, maybe a little bit of the NFL, like they're they're okay with China, but I'm telling you, like most of Americans aren't at all. Matter of fact, there was a there was a store in Texas uh, that does um, heavy machinery. Before this, this is kind of crazy. So before COVID, I remember seeing this flag, and it always it kind of looked strange. They they had a Chinese flag and an American flag flying. Um, Oh, excuse me, a Chinese flag and a Texas flag flying above their building. And legitimately, two two weeks after COVID, they've ripped that, that freaking Chinese flag down and they replaced it with the American flag and a Texas flag. God, I wish I could remember the name of that place. I know exactly where the store is at. Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up, but I just kind of thought it was kind of interesting. So the Chinese Air Force uh, senior colonel 
Uh, it said, went on to say that more and more facts have proved that the U.S. is the biggest risk and peacebreaker for stability and peace in the region. American officials have also said that nothing will deter them from using South China Sea as parts of the China will claim as that's 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 the area that China claims as sovereign waters. I'm telling you guys right now, the U.S. is going to continue. Hopefully, they continue to do what they're doing. And I, the only thing that kind of gives me a little bit of concern is is Biden. But on a good note, Biden he's going to have to show his might at some point to gain some popularity back within 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 the population of the United States. Because right now he's getting absolutely murdered in the polls. He's just getting destroyed, like just getting killed in the polls. So he's going to have to do something at some point. And this could be a, I don't, I don't, I hope it's not. I mean, I don't want to go to World War III right now. I could fight in the war. I would love to do it if I could, but I couldn't. There's no way. Especially conventional. That'd be so different. The Chinese side cannot remain indifferent, but must take countermeasures. The U.S. has deliberately provoked disputes in the South China Sea and is must in turn endure the People's Liberation Army increasingly strong countermeasures against it. The game between the two sides will continue to go on to an extreme. The U.S. will definitely see the PLA show up at its doorsteps in the not too distant future. If the situation does not go on like this, there will sooner or later be an incident between China and the U.S. and the South China Sea. Once a situation gets out of control and triggers military class between China and the U.S., we must give a full play to our home field advantage. China will definitely win once there is a war. Do I need to, do I need to reiterate all that? Did I, did I speak too fast there? Was it clear? So it was clear and concise exactly what is going on. But what China was trying to tell us was if we do not, if, if we do not stop doing our stuff that we're doing inside of the South China Sea, there will be conflict and they will take advantage of that conflict because we'll be on their home territory, their home grounds, their home field. They want home, they want home field advantage to attack us. So there you go. If you guys didn't know a little bit about China, there's some more for you guys and gals. I know this is not going on in the news right now. So I thought I would just share a little bit about it with you guys. It's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. So this final one is, is about what's going on right now with the military leaders. We spoke about it yesterday. I believe the podcast was, was, was basically just talking about uh, should Biden be impeached and whatnot? And I, I mean, yeah, he probably should. Is he going to? We know it's not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen. So we're just going to kind of go along with it. And until 2022, if if they lose majority, then yeah, maybe. Maybe he can. But I mean, do we really need to continually to impeach a president over something that we may or may not like? Is that That's just going to continue to happen. Every single president of the left or the right side, whichever is not... In, in control in the presidency at the point. I mean, they're, all they're going to do is, you know what? You jacked it up in peach. It's never going to happen. So a lot of people always, always think that I'm always for president Trump. He did a lot of stupid things. He did a lot of good things. He pissed a lot of people off, but he made sure at the time that there was no one that was trying to, to talk bad about the United States. Like literally no one did like no one, no major country was like trying to talk to America while he was president. Cause they know that he would actually do something. Now you have China doing it. You have the Taliban openly fucking threatening us right now. What is what is that? So this is something stupid that he did. It came out that uh, many Taliban prisoners that were released under the agreement went back uh, to they rejoined the Taliban. I mean that's pretty common sense. When people kept tweeting me or, or putting in the comments, well Trump Trump released five thousand prisoners. Yeah, I know it was really stupid. I never said that was a good thing. That was it was one of the dumbest things he's ever done. It was really dumb. But you know what's even worse than that? Is what Obama did in, I think it was like 2014, 15, I can't remember. I, I, sorry, sorry, I can't remember, but when he let go Bur- Bo Bergdahl in exchange, all the people that he let go in exchange for him, for the most traitoring, traitorous person of the entire world, Bo Bergdahl, I mean, he's he's a mega piece of shit. That guy right there 
all those people are now in charge of the Taliban. So it actually didn't start with Trump. It started with Obama. Yes, Trump's thing was terrible. It was stupid. But I don't know the entire deal um, other than this right here. So as part of the agreement, we agreed to cease conducting air operations after the Taliban, or against the Taliban, excuse me. So the Taliban got stronger. They increased their offensive operations against the Afghan security forces, and the Afghans were losing a lot of people on a weekly basis. This came out during the committee, and this is what Millie was saying. So, yes, we all knew this was going to happen. You stop doing airstrikes. You stop doing uh, what we call clearing, clearing white space or just conduct, conducting foot presence patrols, just patrols just to kind of deter them from doing anything. They're gonna, it's going to grow. What do, you, what do you think? If you're telling me this right now, what do you think is going to happen when we have zero presence there? We had a presence there at that point. Imagine when we don't have a presence. Oh, my God. So in addition to that, we caused them to release 5,000 prisoners. And those prisoners, many of those prisoners actually went back to the ranks of the Taliban. So they got a lot stronger and they continued their attacks as they got as we got smaller. I mean, this is this is all common sense. I knew this was a thing. I didn't think this was something that would actually have to address when people were talking about it because it was like, yeah, I get it. It was pretty f-ing stupid. Can't do much about it, though. I mean, I wasn't the one that did it. But this is pretty stupid. So that also came out. Then he goes on to say that there's a real possibility of Al-Qaeda or ISIS could reconstitute in the next 6 to 36 months. So 6 to 36 months in Afghanistan. That's pretty crazy to me. This is nuts. I mean, I, 6 to 36 months, pretty wide span. 6 months is pretty quick, but 36 is not really that far away. It's only 3 years. It's really not that bad. It's a real possibility in the, in the not-too-distant future that 6, 12, 18, 24, 36 months, that this kind of time frame for reconstitution of Al-Qaeda or ISIS and it's our job now, you know, under different conditions, but it's our job to continue to protect the American citizens against attacks from Afghanistan. So this is what Millie is. This is that was his exact words. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't miss it. But that's literally what he just stated. I don't know why we're we're always having those. It feels like we're doing circles of this. We're like circling back like Jen Zaki every single episode. It's the same with this, the same thing over and over again. So he goes on to say this: Al Qaeda has been degraded over time. Now terrorist organizations seek ungoverned spaces so that they can train and equip and thrive, and so that there is a clear possibility that they can happen. Like it's happening right now and going forward. What have I said? Afghanistan is a giant cesspool and is a cesspool for growing terrorism. It's like a cancer. If you don't kill it, you don't you don't cut it off. It's going to spread tremendously and fast. It's what it is. It's literally what terrorism is. That's what the Taliban, that's what everything about them is. I'm, you know what? Me, I'm doing the job of a freaking four-star general. Me, Robert Turkle. I literally can go in and do General Milley's job probably a little bit better because I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, I would go in there and be like, all right, you know what? I'll give the guy credit after listening to what he's been saying. He did give some honest opinions that he wanted to... He did say that we needed to keep 2,500 troops there. And... As you guys do know, he can he can give advice to the president, but the president doesn't have to take his advice. That's he's just there to give military advice. So I get it. General Milley is he's actually a badass, and I've actually stated before, I had a hard time believing that he was a treasonous type person after looking out through everything he's done. But he is just basically a political figure that is there to give advice, in which he did, which he said, let's keep twenty five hundred troops there. He said this in November twenty twenty. And he said it again, and then one of his counterparts stated, yes, we need 2,500. And then they were talking about they needed up to 6,000 troops there, including NATO. But it came out that if we stayed past there, past the 2,500 troops there, that we would have to deal with uh, 
in, in bringing more of our troops over there were thinking up upwards of 30,000 because they were so worried that we would then take on attacks from the Taliban and we didn't have enough people there or personnel to withstand the attacks. So then you would basically just have a never-ending war or, or from left field, you could have just not fucking left Bagram. Could have just held Bagram. And his counterpart that was saying was actually McKenzie, General McKenzie. So I'm telling you, if these two generals are saying the same thing, and I was, I, I didn't know the exact numbers because I'm not, I don't have that kind of intelligence or, or knowledge on how many troops and personnel need to be in where. Because if you guys don't think about it, or if you just think about it like this, the army is 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 basically a corporation. It is the largest logistical company on planet Earth. It crushes UPS and all these. Like you guys think Amazon is big? How, how do you think Amazon is going to ship a tank? Think about it. The army is so big. When it comes to like logistical stuff in HR and it like it really has all these same departments as any major corporation does in America. It is huge. It really is. So I know this is a short podcast. My, my apologies. I got a lot going on this week, but I told you guys, I promised you guys I would do it every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. If you guys are not following me on YouTube, please go type it in. Speak the truth. I'll pop up. My name is Robert Turkla. Thank you guys for listening over here on Spotify. We're growing. We're doing good. I do love you guys. I'm out of here. See you later. See you tomorrow.